Genesis chapter 39, Genesis 39, there in your Bibles. Now, I will say the text with the Scripture that we will cover is on the paper, so you're welcome to turn there. You're welcome to look on the paper as well. We're going to cover half of the Scripture that we're talking about tonight. We'll get through the first six verses, and then we'll cover the last six verses next week. But here we are. Genesis chapter 37 ends, and uh, you've got your Bible there, and uh, chapter 37 ends as they sell their brother, Joseph, uh, to the Midianites, and uh, that's where we're going to pick up the story, okay? So here we are, 37 ends, Joseph has just been sold, and now we look at... Uh, Joseph being the slave. Now he's been sold into slavery. Here we go. And we, we skip a chapter. It doesn't begin in chapter 38. It goes, it jumps to chapter 39. Now, 39 starts, and that's where we will be at tonight. 39 and verse number one. You've got your Bible, or you've got your paper. You can follow along there. Genesis 39. The Bible says, And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar... An officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian brought him of of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph. And he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him and made him overseer over his house and all that he had, he put into his hand. And it came to pass when, from the time that he had made him overseer in the house and over all, the, all that he had, that, ju- that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house. Why? For Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. And he knew not aught he had, save the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. Those are going to be the first, those will be the six verses we take our text from tonight. All right, so Joseph the slave. So before we begin and jump into chap- chapter 39, why, why does chapter 37, uh, we, chapter 37 ends and it goes straight into a different story. Now, chapter 37, a lot of people think that chapter 38 is out of place. Chapter 38 describes what takes place in Judah's life. I don't know uh, how much you know about Judah, but Judah was of the lineage of Christ, all right? And through the lineage of, of Judah came the, the uh, if you've ever heard the statement, lion in the tribe of Judah, Jesus Christ was born of Judah's descendants. Judah was the brother of Joseph. Now... 37, chapter number 37 uh, ends, and then Judah takes place. Judah tells about Judah. Judah gets married. He has a wife. He has a couple children, and uh, one of his son's wives 
uh, uh, his son was so evil in the sight of the Lord that God killed him. And uh, then God told his, God, or Judah told his second son that he ought to, he ought to take care of, and it was just a, a, something that they did in the Old Testament. Uh, he was like, okay, your, your, your brother's wife is, is uh, your brother has died. You go be with uh, your brother's wife. Give her a child. Well, he refused to give her a child. He said, nope, I'm not going to do it. And, uh, and uh, so he, they faced judgment. And, and Tamar was her name. And she went and dressed like a harlot. And uh, she went down to the city and got, and got uh, Judah to sleep with her. Because he was, she was dressed as a harlot. That's what takes place in chapter 38. Now you say, why does God put that story in the middle? I'll give you just a little bit of depth, uh, just so you understand. One, you must understand that all Scripture... Um, is is uh, inspired by God. The other thing is, all Scripture, a lot of Scripture in the Old Testament points to one thing, and that's Jesus Christ. So why does chapter 37 end and 38 is in the middle of it telling the story of Judah when it kind of, in our minds, maybe doesn't belong? But here's, here's, here's where it does belong. Who was the first Adam? Adam, Right? Who was the second Adam? Jesus. Jesus Christ was the second Adam. So the first Adam was Adam. But in this text, the first Adam was Judah. Chapter 38 is a picture of the first Adam. You say, how do you say that? Because the first Adam messed up. He, had, he went and, and slept with somebody he should have never slept with. He was inappropriate with someone he should have never been with. Chapter 39 tells us of Joseph. And you know who Joseph's a picture of? The second Adam. And who's the second Adam? Jesus Christ. In the Scripture, you will find no, no description of Joseph ever doing wrong. Now, did he do wrong? Yes, he did. But he was a picture of Jesus Christ. So why the break? Why chapter 38 was to show to us first Adam sinning and the second Adam being coming sinless. The other thing is chapter 37, what do, what do the brothers of Joseph do to him? They reject who? Joseph. Who is Joseph a picture of? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is rejected by his own people, by the Jewish people. And those Jewish people are the 12 Tribes of Israel, the Jewish people. And so here it is, the picture, chapter 37, is the rejection of Jesus Christ. The rejection of Jesus in chapter 37. 38 being what? The fall. Uh, chapter 37 ends with, a, with a, a woman in travail. Do you, know the, the, do you know how the history is going to end for the Jewish people? Is in travail, is in pain, and in suffering. And chapter 39, here comes Joseph, the picture of Jesus Christ. 37, the rejection. 38, the, the, the picture of the history of Israel. 39, the picture of Jesus Christ coming on the scene. Why is 38 there? To show us that. Every scripture is given for our instruction and given for us to learn from. God's good. 
It's interesting, isn't it? I never, I never seen that until I was reading just a little bit in depth or getting a, reading a little bit of, of a commentary to help me understand a little bit more. Sometimes I need that too. Man, it's good. It's good. So let's look at Joseph the slave. Number one, let's look at the will, or maybe you could say the providence or the, the will of God of Joseph's circumstances. <clears throat> now, uh, verse number one, the Bible says, and, and Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian brought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. Now, who placed Joseph to be a slave? Who placed him there? Okay, his older brothers did. But ultimately, who placed him there? God did. Yeah, think about this for just a second. Joseph went from being the favorite son to being the, uh, to being the coat of many colors son to being the leader of his brothers to being a, a slave. So not only do we see that his, his, uh, his uh, uh, what do you say, uh, he went from being at the top to being at the bottom. And God took him from the top to the bottom. You see that, who did he go to work for? He went to work for Potiphar. Do you know what Potiphar was in charge of? Whatever the, whatever the, whatever the king wanted to do done. Whatever he said, he was in charge to do it. He was in charge of doing that. But why did God place him with Potiphar? So that... He could understand the workings of the Egyptian government. Now you say, well, well, God could have placed him anywhere. God, that's right. God could have placed him anywhere, but God specifically chose to place him with Potiphar. He was being sold in Egypt to the highest bidder, whoever was going to bring and bid on the slave. Here he is, a strong young man. All right, who wants to bid on this slave? And just so happens that Potiphar takes him back to his house and trains him, and the will of God being for his life was a will, uh, was a place uh, of difficulty, was a place of hardness, was a place, uh, when it started out, it wasn't that he started off on top. You think about this for just a moment. When he went in, he could have had one or two attitudes. He could have had the attitude, man, I'm here. Well, man, I ought to be back home taking care of my sheep, making sure my, young, my older brothers are doing what they're supposed to do. I'm supposed to be the one on top. I'm not supposed to be the one in here uh, mopping the floors and making sure the toilet is plunging. And I mean, that's not my job. And that's the attitude he could have taken. And had he taken that type of attitude, he would have never got to the top. And here's where we are. When things happen and bad circumstances take place in our life, do you know what we can say? Man, fooey with it. Man, what, is it, what does it matter if I work hard? What does it matter if I do right? What does it matter? Oh, I'll just end up like that down there, down the road. Yeah, you will. Because of that attitude. You can take the circumstances in which, you're ha- which you are handed and, and, and determine what your outcome is. And that's what Joseph did. Could he have said, forget it, whatever. I'm going to do the minimal I can and the least that I can. Could he have said that? He could have. He was going to work for Potiphar. 
okay, whatever. If I don't do what I'm supposed to do, I guess I'll just get, take a couple of beatings on the back, you know? How do we act when it's not the will that we want? Did Joseph pick to be a slave? Yes or no? No. Did he pick that his brothers hated him? Did Joseph pick that his daddy gave him a coat of many colors? Nope. Did he, did, he, did he pick that God gave him the dream? Nope. He didn't choose that. But God chose it for him. The will of God. The will of Joseph's life was God's will. I don't understand it. Well, I'm going to tell you that had he went into it with that type of attitude, that's whatever, he would have never came out on the other end like he did. Romans 8.28. Hey, Romans 8.28. And Joseph worked hand in hand. And we know all things work together for good. That's where we like to stop. But that's not the end. For all those that are the called according to his purpose. Well, I don't understand my purpose. I don't understand what I'm doing here. Well, sometimes you don't understand. Sometimes, honestly, you may never understand. You realize that it was years and years of slavery, years of prison, years of more slavery, years of being a captive in a country that he didn't belong, years of being a captive in a country he had no idea where he was at, years and years and years later before he realized the outcome that God intended for him to have. Sometimes... It takes time for it to work the way out that it ought to be. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts? <laughs> there is a difference. Bible says God's like, God's like a thousand years, right? What, I'm, I'm, I'm misquoting that. One day is like a thousand years. And I think that, I, think, I personally believe, this is my personal opinion, I think that that is just an analogy for us to understand that God's time is not our time. That's right. God, it doesn't matter. God's, God's not on a time. What time? Oh, man. Hey, look. <clears throat> Just like at church. Now, God's not worried about 12 o'clock. I know some people are like, okay, is that preacher ever going to quit? We're ever going to get out of here? Come on. Lunch is hot. I got a roast to burning. God's not worried about a clock. Just like God wasn't worried about the time frame it took for Joseph to get to the place that he needed him to be because God had to place him as a slave so that he could understand the workings of Pharaoh and understand the workings of Potiphar and then get to the top and work for Potiphar at the top. And understand how in just a few years later after being in jail that he would get to the top working for Pharaoh. But it all started as a slave. All right, any questions before we move on? Any thoughts? Anybody? All right. You know, Preacher, you mentioned Joseph being a slave. Mm -hmm. 
you know, in my study for Sunday school lesson, you know, the price of 30 pieces of silver was the price of a slave. Oh, wow. <laughs> so Jesus, the price of Jesus' life was just like a slave. Was like a slave. So that's where the Joseph and... Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So many likenesses from Joseph to Jesus. Lots of things. I didn't realize that was the price of a slave, but, you know, the price of a slave Jesus Christ got sold for. 30, 30 pieces of silver. And I've got scripture to back it up. <laughs> now, now, I will say this. Sometimes, sometimes our circumstances aren't great. Hmm? <clears throat> Sometimes our circumstances, uh, man, they're pitiful. Uh, but he did not allow his beginning and allow his, the middle of his story to tell the end. We live in a society today that tells you that if you've had something bad happen in your childhood it's, um, and you grow up, it's, it's that situation's fault that, that that's the way you are. And you can't change it. You can't do anything about it. But if you look at this scripture alone, let's take that for instance. What happens to Joseph then? Well, he was treated bad. Every, every one of his brothers hated him, despised him, envied him. And then they take their only brother, the, the youngest brother, or, or second to youngest brother, and they sell him into slavery. How in the world does that make you feel? I'm going to sell you, bud. I hate you. We'd kill you, but Reuben stuck up for you, and we aren't going to kill you. Because you had one brother that said, don't kill him, just sell him. Brotherly love, huh? <laughs> but his circumstance didn't determine his outcome. The will of Joseph's circumstances. Sometimes, sometimes God puts us through a school of difficulty to learn. Not all times. His, his place mattered. God placed him where he needed to be. It was a divine providence that that's where he was at. So we see the will of Joseph's circumstances. Let's look at number two. The display of Joseph's duty. The display. What did, what did these guys, what did Potiphar get to see? And the Lord, verse 2, and the Lord was with who? Joseph. Who was with him? The Lord was. And the Lord was with him, and he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master did what? Verse number 3, and his master what? What did he do? What did he do? What did his master do? Yes. I'm, read verse number three. I'm sorry. And his master what? What is the next word? And his master what? Saul. What did he see? That the who was with him? The Lord was with who? Joseph. Joseph. 
So put yourself in his shoes for just a moment. Let's make you a slave. Mm-hmm. Your brothers hate you. Mm-hmm. You used to be at the top, mm-hmm. and now you're at the lowest. Mm-hmm. But his master saw. Mm-hmm. You know what he saw? He didn't see a young man who was mad. He didn't see a young man who was upset at his brothers because they sold him into slavery. I don't know about you, but I would be kind of a little bit ticked off at my brothers because they sold me and they hated me and they despised me and they, and they just, ah, I would, wouldn't you? But here we are. He gets a chance to work for somebody in a, in a foreign country and, and he's working for uh, the Egyptian leader Potiphar and he works so hard and he works so diligently that the Potiphar looks at him and doesn't see Joseph. He sees who? The Lord. The Lord. He doesn't see Joseph. He doesn't see Joseph scrubbing the baseboards. He doesn't see Joseph mopping the floor. He doesn't see Joseph cleaning the toilets. He sees Jesus in Joseph. I don't know that there's any of us in this room clean so diligently at home that it's Jesus down there sweeping, huh? But he did it so diligently. Because I'm going to tell you, he wasn't working for Potiphar. He was working for God. And when he got sold into a foreign country, he didn't know what was going to happen. He didn't know what was going to take place. But he determined in himself, and the scripture doesn't tell us this, but it has to. He determined in himself that he couldn't allow the hatred that his brothers had, how his brothers sold him, how his brothers took his coat, how his brothers despised him, how his brothers left him in a pit to die, how his brothers left him in a pit and didn't feed him, how his brothers put him in a pit with no water, how his brothers turned their back on him. He determined that that situation was not going to determine the next situation of him being a slave. He said, I'm going to turn this situation around and I'm going to work as hard as I can and I'm going to do as much as I can and I'm going to do and I'm going to do the best that I can. So when my master sees me, he sees Jesus. Here's a song that says, do, does the world see Jesus in me? No, you have too much hatred in you. <clears throat> Always rearing for a fight. Come on. Let's go. How does the world see me? I believe there's a text in the book of Acts. The Bible says that, uh, that they knew that they had been with Jesus. Would anybody ever say that about you? They said, he said, they said that about Joseph. Let me ask you this, just from basic history. Did the Egyptians believe in Jesus? No. Did they worship God? No. So how did, you, how did Potiphar see something in somebody who's never, he doesn't believe in? How did, how did Potiphar see and believe 
and see it in Joseph in somebody he had probably never even heard of. Somebody he didn't even know existed. Someone he didn't even know about. Because Joseph worked his tail off. That's right. And revealed to him that I may be a Hebrew, but I can outwork every one of these guys on this crew. Why, Joseph? Jesus loves me. How do you have such a good attitude in, in terrible circumstances? Most people be soiled up in the corner, not talking to nobody. You understand what happened to me? Do you know what took place? Do you know who hurt my feelings? Do you know who sold me into slavery? Do you know who hated me? Am I wrong or am I wrong? What happens to an employee, an employer that does an employee wrong? I ain't going back to work tomorrow. So enough of us, if I show up, I quit. they put me on the wrong schedule. They, they, they cut my check an hour short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the way she treated me at work? I ain't talking to her again. <laughs> am I telling a lie? Uh, how do we treat our circumstances? I've never had anybody sell me into slavery. No. Have you? No. I've never had anybody hate me so much they threw me in a pit to die. Have you? No. He worked so hard that his, his boss said, man, I see something in that guy. It's Jesus. Hmm. Do you know what? When I read that text, do you know what I do? You know what I do? You know what I feel? Conviction. Because <laughs> what does the world see when they look at this guy? Hmm. So I ask you. Don't point the finger at me anymore. I ask you. What does the world when they look at you? What does the world say when they look at you? When they see you? You go to the grocery store. A lot of people in. In line, you can look at them. Do you ever look at people in line, or do you just kind of stay to yourself? You ever talk to anybody in line? Just kind of talk to stay to yourself. Do you stay to yourself? You don't ever talk to nobody. You ever look at anybody that's in line with you? You know, as a majority, most people are not like (laughs) just having a time of their life, man. I'm standing in line. This is awesome. Do you ever run into anybody like that? No, never. Most people are like, oh, two, two cashiers and 35 checkouts. Where's the help around here? Where's the help around here, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? That's right. Too cheap to hire. Too, too cheap to hire any hard worker, huh? <laughs> how, is that not how it sometimes is? But look, our circumstances shouldn't determine the outcome. <laughs> When I'm standing in line, maybe I ought not gripe about how many people's working, but just, hey, do you know Jesus? <laughs> yeah, that's hard. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not, okay? But does the world look at me and say, man, that, that, did you hear that guy, man? He was throwing down on that cashier, man. It ain't her fault. <laughs> Cheap company. It ain't her fault. I don't know why. But I, man, I, did, did, while standing in line, the guy behind me see Jesus in the way that I treated my wife? 
or spoke to my children or spoke to the cashier? Did the world see Jesus in the way that I walk down the street, in the way that I look, in what I listen to, in the places I go, and the things I do? Does the world see Jesus in that? I say that the world can see Jesus in the things you do and places you go and the things you wear. I believe they can. You ought to wear it like a big badge without wearing a big badge. Joseph did something right. Right? Hmm. Does the world see Jesus in me? Verse number three, he worked. He served him. He served him. He served the master. He saw. He saw his wisdom. He saw that he wasn't lazy. But then also in verse number five, I want you to see something that he, he got to see that was great, great, great. Look in verse number five. Read it with me. And it came to pass from that, from the time that he had made him overseer in his house. Joseph became overseer in the house, okay? He's in charge of the welfare of, of uh, Potiphar. And over all that he had. And the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for what? For Joseph's sake. Why did Potiphar's house become blessed? Because of Joseph. A slave. You know, at never at any point did he ever stop being a slave at this point. He was still under Potiphar's control. Sure, he controlled the things of Potiphar. Sure, he was in charge a little bit, but he was still Potiphar's slave. But the reason Potiphar was blessed was because of Joseph. And I'm done. I'm going to quit with this, and then I'll ask if anybody has any questions or thoughts, okay? Who's blessed? Because they have you in their life. Who's blessed? Because they have me in their life. I ask myself these two questions, very convicting questions. One, does the world see Jesus in me? (coughs) Number two, who's blessed because of me? Who's blessed because of you? Joseph blessed the whole house of Potiphar. Blessed beyond measure, so much to the fact that Potiphar didn't even care about what was going on other than just sitting down and eating. You say, what do you mean? Look at the rest of that text in verse number six, I think it is. The Bible says that he didn't even care. He didn't even know what he had other than just the bread that he was eating of because God had blessed him so much because of Joseph. Who do I bless? Because I live. Does the world see Jesus in me? Two good questions. Ask yourself those two questions right now. Examine your life. Do you need to do some work? Yes. Do you? Okay. All right. Anybody have any questions about tonight's lesson? Anybody have any thoughts about tonight's lesson? Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Well, when I come out and he said, I got something to tell you, 
He said, uh, my family, blah, 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 you know, he explained that he said his family had this attitude about dying, you know. And he said, hey, I'm going to live till I die. Yeah. And he started telling me all this stuff. And uh, so I pulled out my little, my little card that I got. And I said, well, I got to, because he, he went on and on. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, I got a question for you. And he said, what's that? I said, well, when you die, where are you going? Are you going up or are you going down? And he said, well, I hope I go up. And I said, well, let me tell you what. Uh, he said, well, I, I'm Catholic. I said, sir, it doesn't matter what's, what you are. It's what's in here. Amen. And I handed this, and I said, you make sure, you read this, and you make sure that you know the Lord. That's right. And like Brother Will used to say, you got to know that you know that you know. Amen. Amen. But, um, and uh, I turned around, and, I, and so we said bye and everything, and I turned around, and I said, if I don't ever see you again, I'll see you up there. Amen. And he said, yes, you do. <laughs> so, Amen. It, it, Amen. It good. Amen. Amen. It's good. It's always good. Um, but, you know, you would have been in a situation, and uh, if you didn't have them, you wouldn't have been able to give one. You know? And that's why it's important to, to carry them with you. I always make sure that I got them. But look, I normally carry my... my my pocket Bible in my back pocket, but I don't have it on me tonight. But thankfully, I got a couple tracks in my upper pocket there. But, but ultimately, we need to show others Christ because they're looking. You know that? This world is looking. They are looking for the, the Lord. They're looking for help. They're looking for peace and comfort. And do you know what? To be honest with you, they don't even realize that they're looking for it. They really are. All right. Anybody else? Question? Thought? Comment? Good, preacher. All right. Well, let's have a word of prayer and take some time. We'll have a moment of, of invitation just to ask ourselves those two questions. Does the world see Jesus in me? Hmm. Hmm. And can I share? Can I do that? Can I do that? Can I share? Can I share the gospel? I'm going to let my circumstances determine my outcome. Let's pray. Lord, I love you. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for letting us be here together tonight. Thank you for everyone that...